My name is Richard. I'm sitting in a tree right now. I have a Kindle stuck in a branch. A can of Spinthrift sitting next to me. I am a recovering religion addict. And I am now known as the Irreverent Nerd. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Irreverent Nerd Podcast. I'm sitting here with my good friend Will. Hi. And my wife is also here. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're getting ready to watch the first episode of Moon Knight. And we thought we'd uh, do a little intro first, talk about what we know. Uh, I guess I'll start. I don't know a lot. I think I read one comic years ago that I got from on free comic book day and my initial thought was that this guy seems like a ripoff of Bruce Wayne that was my first thought but upon seeing the trailer for this series I'm like no if this is what he's like in the comics then it's like if Bruce Wayne had well disassociated identity disorder Uh, so I'm, I'm expecting good things. Oscar Isaac is really cool. Uh, he's a good actor, uh, as is Ethan Hawke will be in this as well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it, uh, and looking forward to learning about the Moon Knight world. As I said, I don't know much about it. Uh, so I'll turn it over now briefly to our resident comic book expert and see if he knows anything about Moon Knight. By the way, I think, I think a trouble ate your microphone. Anyway, jokes aside, uh, I was going to say that I've never read a Moon Knight comic in my life, but Richard helped jog my memory. I also got that free comic book day comic. It may or may not have been the same one. It was uh, his Mr. Knight persona climbing down down a ladder, and that's about all I remember about that comic. So, you know, uh, neither of us have a giant knowledge of Moon Knight. I mean, even prior to this... TV show being announced and created, I basic I knew the basic YouTube back history. I knew I, I read some of the Wikipedia, so I have some ideas. But no, neither of us are familiar. I've been doing some research on YouTube today in preparation, though, nice. for the uh, the viewing. So I'm gonna. Um, It's too bad I, I don't, Richard and I don't know a whole lot about uh, the comics uh, that this is based on or anything, because usually I like to uh, just see if they uh, if they honored the source material. I guess we can find out after the fact. <laughs> so I plan to uh, read some comics throughout the series just to see as well as I'm curious did you want to say anything I'm good. my wife's good so <laughs> all right well we're gonna get to it and we'll come back uh, after the episode's over and uh, share our instant reactions I'm the irreverent nerd I'm cartoonist will and together we are the camel city comic geeks nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Welcome to another bonus episode of the Reverend Nerd Podcast, where the Camel City Comic Geeks 
review a movie or a TV show. This week it is the first episode of Moon Knight. So we had a little intro before the episode, admitted that neither one of us know much about this. Uh, now we know a little bit more after watching the first episode. So let's share our first thoughts. Will, what stood out to you the most about the episode? Um, I mean, it was really good writing. Um, I would have. Is this a spoiler free review or. Oh, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, by the way. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the whole oh. episode. So, if you haven't watched it yet, get Disney Plus and watch it. Uh, so, we will continue. I mean, it was really great. What surprised me is we didn't actually cut to the hero personality until the very end of the episode. I mean, you know, for me. That was a letdown because I was just, you know, really wanted to see that. But obviously, uh, there are more episodes. Oh, yeah. The only episode. So, um, but really, the writing was great. Uh, How we only saw it from the the, uh, Steven persona. Uh, It's my understanding that in the comics, uh, Mark... A.K. Moon Knight has at least like four different, at least four different personalities. Uh, <laughs> that might have been the other voice we heard like in the, the sequence where he was in uh, Slovenia or something. Actually, because um, it was a totally different voice. Yeah. Like, No. He's like, the idiot's here again. Uh, that might have been the Crow Mummy. That we kept seeing. Ah, okay. I don't know if they're going to change it or not, but it's my understanding from the comics that Moon Knight, different writers portray it differently. Either he's insane or uh, he actually is the avatar of an Egyptian deity. Mm. And I'm assuming that was the voice, but I'm not sure. Uh, I'm assuming that that crow deity... Or, or Crow Mummy, I should say, that we were seeing was probably this deity. I don't believe it's Amit. The comics called it a different name. I think it starts with a K. It's like the deity god of the moon. Uh, yeah. Hence the title Moon Knight. Yeah. It, and that, jumping forward a little bit here, but that creature that was chasing him at the end looked a little bit like Amit, although... Uh, a more animistic version of um it didn't she have like a like a canine head or something i was trying to remember when they when they looked at the picture of, it, oh. it looked like she did i don't i'm not an expert on egyptian mythology i know anubis has a canine head anubis uh, yeah. is the judge of the d- dead or something brain or no no does anubis bring people to amet I don't know. Hmm. Forget. Well, like Ethan Hawke's character, who is Harrow, I think somebody called him. Um, like he's supposed to be what the avatar of Ahmet, I think. If I cut, if I caught guy? that, yeah, if I caught that correctly. I don't know. He's supposed to be Arthur, who is one of Moon Knight's villains from the comics, but I don't really know much about him. Well, it sounded like he had some kind of connection. Like real connection to Amit, he was involved in 
judging people, but they had to come freely to him to be judged, it uh, sounded like, with the exception of where he grabbed Stephen, you know, without his consent. Right. Like, um, and couldn't judge him maybe because of all the different persons inside of him. Um, he talked about an avatar in that sequence, actually. Mm -hmm. said that sometimes even the av avatar of Amet is rebellious, and that's just making me wonder if this version of Moon Knight is actually the avatar of a different Egyptian deity and not the one named in the comics, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't think so. I mean, if this guy, Arthur, serves Amet, I wouldn't think that... I don't know how that works, but I wouldn't think the Moon Knight's the avatar of Amet. Yeah, you wouldn't think uh, so. Wouldn't think they'd be at cross purposes. If I mean, if if they're if the gods actually exist in this world, in the comic book world, like of, right. Of, well, of I'm, I'm assuming they do. In yeah, the, like the, in the comic book world, but yeah, because there's a lot of. I mean, in some sense, like like in the Marvel universe in particular, there's quite a few characters, I mean, they're essentially either demigods or gods, like, well, I mean, Thor is is a god, and calls himself a god. Right. <laughs> Which he, he was in, was it Norse Norse mythology, I think? That's, that's correct. <coughs> Norse slight, but more about that. But yeah, some sense in which our, our modern comic book superheroes are like modern fictional demigods kind of thing. With the exception that we were fully aware of the fact that we made them up. <laughs> like, no one's going around, like, worshipping Captain America. At least I hope not. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> or, um, yeah, or th well, Thor used to be worshipped. Uh, although I don't I don't know how the Norse people handle all that. Like, I don't know if they literally, like, did acts of worship over his more just he was a part of the, yeah. the pantheon. I'm not really sure how that worked. I don't know. I have an encyclopedia of mythology. Oh, okay. Actually, hold on. I could look up on it. So, will will I do that? Keep talking. Okay. Well, well, I don't know. We could uh, de-pants Patrick Star and these guys' goofy goober underwear on idolatry, hero worship. <laughs> so, did you know that? Uh, okay, Richard's about to sit back down, but. The Force is an actual registered religion now. Really? Yeah, you can be a Jedi. <laughs> That's kind of cool, actually. So, so we're talking about made-up things that we know we made up, but for some reason people oh, man. believe in. Well, it is. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I was actually talking about this. Actually, my last Hero no, worship. episode before last, yeah. I talked about Star Wars, and I talked about... Part of what I talked about was some of the connections that it has to... Buddhist philosophy, like at least the Jedi path, is one of non-attachment, which is a Buddhist. I mean, Buddhist idea, and like um, the idea of the Force is a, there's like a yin yang aspect to it. It's definitely like Eastern Eastern mythology aspect. Um, so yeah, that interesting. Let me see here. Ah, uh, yeah. So this is the <clears throat> Illustrated Encyclopedia of World Mythology put out by <laughs> printed in China. <laughs> Metro Books New York. But yeah, look 
like everything else printed in China. So let me see here. Got the myths of Egypt and West Asia, 254. What's cool about this book is it has like has an intro to each region, you know, and their mythologies, but then in alphabetical order it lists like all the deities or important players in mythologies and you can sort of like an encyclopedia, you can just look up the one that you want to study. Let's see. interesting what unless there's an alternative spelling I'm not seeing Amit oh uh well you never know it could have just been fictionalized for the comics or movies of the Marvel mix that's or, true well, that I is should say <clears throat> that is possible I was pretty certain that the moon deity was probably fictional fictionalized uh, I wish I remembered. No. I'll have to look that up. Let me see if the thing... So I talked about... So Stephen is studying Egyptian mythology in his off time. And he works at... Was it the Museum of Natural... Or some kind of historical museum in England or London, I guess. Yeah, in the gift shop of the museum. Yeah. Fun, but he's... Fun fact, Stephen is not the dominant personality... Would it be Mark, I guess? It would be Mark. He was born Mark. Stephen uh, is okay. actually not real. Is that correct to say? He, he's one of the, in the comics anyway, he's one of the personalities that developed later. So he keeps calling his mom in this episode and just getting her voicemail. And I don't think she exists. Hmm. That's really going to rock his world. <laughs> <laughs> or in other words, she mom's his real mom is dead or or at least the Doesn't mommy thinks he has <laughs> the mommy oh well that's mark has too. a mom <laughs> <clears throat> yeah mark has a mom steve doesn't have a mom. did you see how Steve's old mark real. was like yeah. in the um in your research did you see how old mark was like like when was he know. born like is he ancient is he no 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 well, do you want me to tell you, uh, we're probably going to get into it in the next episode, too. Do you want me to tell you the origin of Moon Knight? Hmm. I think, uh, I was debating on it, and I was like, normally I don't like to be spoiled, but you know what? I, I think I don't mind being spoiled this okay. time. I was like, because I know they're going to put a twist on it anyway, because like, you have so many right. different iterations in the comics. Yeah. You know, different timelines, different universes. So obviously the the television version is going to be a little different. Absolutely. I mean, oh. it's already different, really. In the comics, the uh, Stephen Grant persona or personal personality is actually a uh, billion, millionaire playboy like Bruce Wayne, but in this yeah. one, he works at a gift shop. I don't know why. Yeah, that's where, yeah. like, the one, maybe we same, we probably read the same one, like the free comic book day one from a few years back, like, and it did yeah. mention him like being wealthy and stuff like, um, so that's where I'm like, this is Marvel's ripping off Bruce Wayne uh-huh. <laughs> from DC. Uh, like, yeah, who knows? Maybe they scratch that just so he's less like Bruce Wayne for this TV show. I don't know. But uh, the 
if, if I got this correct, the origin for Moon Knight is that he was born Mark something or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was a paleontologist. No, not a paleontologist, I'm sorry. Uh, archaeologist, sorry. Different thing. He was an archaeologist and um, in the comics and unearthed and disturbed some Egyptian tomb or something. I haven't read this for myself, you know, this mm-hmm. is just from my, what I've read and heard through the years, fresh up a little bit on earlier today, he gets into trouble or something, steals something, maybe like that scarab we saw in this episode, so he gets killed, basically, uh, and left for dead somewhere in the desert, and some locals drag him, um, what, back to the pyramid dig site or something, I'm not sure. And they lay his body in front of this uh, moon deity. Uh, and the moon deity comes to him and his... Dr- uh, like, he's not actually dead, dead yet. Or, I don't know. Maybe he's dead. Maybe, maybe he's dreaming. But he has this vision of the moon deity telling him that he'll give him another chance at life if he accepts being his avatar. Uh uh, the moon deity has this like Batman-esque uh, war on crime or something he wants to do um, so I think that's when the Mark character starts having his personality uh, disorder his split personalities uh, and in all my research I research in the in the brief refreshing of this character before we saw this episode uh i was not aware these personalities didn't know about each other i mean that was definitely uh you know it's really good interesting writing for this episode um yeah i like that too because like that's legitimately a um a part of having disassociative disassociative identity disorder like um like i know someone who actually has it oh really yeah and like i'm not gonna name names but this this person like has multiple personalities like like they it it's the way i've heard it described now obviously i'm I'm assuming it's gonna be different for mark in his story but like in in real life part of what can happen like it, it frequently comes out of childhood trauma like if you have a very acute like, traumatic event or season like at a young age, it's almost like a part of your brain splits off and stays that age oh. and develops like its own personality. So like my the person I know that has it has a has like a one personality that's really really young, one that's like seventeen, one that's in twenties. And then this person also has like a a protector, like a like a beast type. Like that's pretty scary when when that personality comes out. But this person has several that come out on a regular basis. And for some of them, like like one of the personalities is aware of what goes on with the others, but then in some instances, like and I think. Her, this person's main personality isn't always aware of what happens with some of the others. Like, 
this person will go into the other personality and then lose time, sort of like you saw with oh. with Stephen there, where he just wakes up and is like, "Where am I? <laughs> what just happened? How did I get here?" Um, I was like, "That's got to be freaky." Yeah, like, it's like you, what you think of as yourself, you know, suddenly you lose a day and you're like, you know, or or an hour or whatever it is, and you're like, "Where? How did I get here? What happened?" That is like, weird. <laughs> oh man, that would be so. That'd be so scary. Um, I'm not. <clears throat> yeah, I'm wondering if Ahmed is 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 made up, or if it could just be that it's not covered in this. But you mentioned Anubis, right? So I'll, I'll read a little blurb here on well, Anubis. It says Anubis was originally said to be the fourth son of the Egyptian sun god Ra. However, in later times, he came to be regarded as the child of the vegetation god Osiris and Nephthys, the sister of Isis. When Anubis was born, Nephthys hid the child in the marshes of the Nile Delta in order to protect him from her consort, Seth. The infant god was discovered there by Isis, the mother goddess, who subsequently brought him up. When Osiris left Egypt in order to spread his teachings throughout the world, Anubis accompanied him on his travels. Later, when Osiris was killed by Set, Anubis organized his burial, binding him with cloth and thereby creating the first mummy. As a result, Anubis came to be regarded as the inventor of funeral rites and was referred to as Lord of the Mummy Wrappings. The god also assisted in the judgment of the dead. There, that's something you mentioned. And guided, there we go, guided the honest dead towards the throne of Osiris. Anubis was depicted either as a jackal or as a man with the head of a jackal. Yeah. I found the uh, Wikipedia article for Amit. Oh, okay. Um, Apparently, I don't know why it's not in your book, but according to Wikipedia, it was actually a real god, and it, uh, she is connected to Anubis. It says, Amet, devourer of the dead, also written, uh, it's spelled different ways. Is it A-H-M-E-T, or something you, like that? It might be in your book as A-H-E-M-A-I-T, because that's one of the spellings of her, this goddess's name. It says she is a demoness and goddess in ancient Egyptian religion. Uh, she has the four quarters of a lion, the hind quarters of a hippopotamus, and the head of a crocodile. So we thought dog, but it's actually crocodile. Um, these are the three largest man-eating animals known to ancient Egyptians. She is a funerary, funerary deity. Her tiles include devour of the dead. Eater of the hearts and great and great of death. Amit lived near the scales of justice in Duat, the Egyptian underworld. In the Hall of Two Truths, Anubis weighed the heart of a person against the feather of Maat, the goddess of truth, which was depicted as an ostrich feather. If the heart was judged to be not pure, Amit would devour it. Ah, oh, okay. And the person undergoing judgment was not allowed to continue their voyage towards Osiris and immortality. Once Amit swallowed the heart, the soul was believed to become restless forever. This was called to die a second time. Amit was also sometimes said to stand by a lake of fire 
In some traditions, the unworthy hearts were cast into the fiery lake to be destroyed. Some scholars believe Amit and the lake represent the same concept of destruction. It says that Amit was not worshipped. She was, uh, she was embodied all, uh, she, she embodied all that the Egyptians feared, th threatening to bind them to eternal restlessness if they did not follow the principle of Mott. So she wasn't a worshipped and praised deity, she was a feared deity, apparently. Oh, almost more like a, a demon or like a, an evil, evil deity or like maybe like the modern idea of like the angel, or not angel of death, but like just death. Like the... Sounds like it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of different cultures had stuff like that and... Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I've always been, I was like, always, but for a long time, been interested in ancient Near Eastern mythology or, like, Egyptian mythology. Like, it's, it's yeah, it's just, it's fascinating. So that, that should be interesting to see how they, throughout the series, like, how they play that out and what, what parts of it they, they pick up. Like, um, so I took a few notes here as I thought we talk about some of these points like first up <clears throat> like the first scene with the I, I don't know what the glass feet was about like some form of asceticism but like I, I'm sure it had more significance yeah that seemed to be Arthur right the Arthur character well somebody called him Harrow so I don't know like I can't remember if anyone called him anything else like one of the people when they were there in the city square or circle or whatever town square like he um someone called him harrow well i know the close well that's his last name arthur harrow ah uh, okay. okay i i was gonna say i know the <clears throat> close captions said he was arthur anyway okay so he had the two-headed alligator cane and I, I noticed later i don't know if you noticed this like the tattoo on his arm it was like the the top of the scale was the two yeah. alligator head so like one alligator head is good and one is uh, evil I guess and like it's weighing it on the scale like so he put it on he like rested it on oh you mean the cane yeah the cane yeah, yeah it had the two alligator heads but then when you look at the tattoo where the scales go um like the top yeah. of the scale is, is two like an alligator head holds each scale and that reminds me um the creature chasing the Steven personality, I don't know, it could have been an Anubis of some kind, but it might also be a reference to Moon Knight's first comic book appearance when he uh, he was uh, hunting another superhero called uh, Werewolf by Midnight, or Werewolf by Night, I don't know anything about that character. Uh, one of those superheroes that have since gone out of popularity, I guess. Well, I wondered if it if it was Arthur taking on the form of that thing because like because hmm. you heard Arthur's voice right uh, before that thing came after him, so I wondered if it was supposed to be Arthur. Well, I thought he was on the loudspeaker at the museum. That's possible too. And apparently, a lot of the <coughs> museum employees served him, so it wouldn't be. Yeah, or at least they difficult. all served the same goddess, I guess. Right. Right. So here's a different thing. This is a more of an acting 
choice slash um what'd you think of Oscar Isaac's accent his I don't know if that's Cockney or I don't know what the right term for that is but it's obviously some some form of London accent but you know I don't know and especially since there haven't been a lot of television adaptations of Moon Knight I know that Moon Knight appeared in one of the Spider-Man cartoons Hmm. in which he didn't have a English accent um, which Mark didn't either. Like when Mark finally came out, he just had Oscar Isaac's normal accent, like right. his normal American accent, right? Which is interesting. I don't know what he is. The actor is he American? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's a of Egyptian descent. Like his family uh. is Egyptian, but I, th- I don't know if he was born here. But he definitely grew. I think I'm pretty sure he grew up here. Like cool. Because um, yeah, his normal accent is American. Like I mean, because he is an American. I don't know. I mean, I'm not very good at fake accents. Uh, did you think it's it sounded realistic and correct? Or yeah, I thought he did a really good job with it. Yeah. And to me, like one of the biggest things with with attempting to do that as an actor, like even if it's not spot on for that region necessarily, like if you keep it consistent, uh, it works. Like if you, however you do it, if you keep it consistent, that helps. But, um, but it sounded like he, he did a good job because usually they have like a dialect coach or or some or, or someone who actually gives them training or tips on how to say things. So it'll be something distinctive about you know, in addition to like if it has a twang or something. But then certain vowels might be pronounced differently or certain uh-huh. words pronounced differently um, with the accent. So like there's different parts of of getting it right and. Seemed like he did a good job. He kept it consistent. Like I've seen other people, like Nicole Kidman, for instance, who excellent actress. But I saw her in a, a TV miniseries where I think she was Russian or something Eastern, like Eastern Bloc, Eastern European. Like, and she, but she dropped in and out a little bit of it. Oh, What's I hate interesting that. is when she dropped out of it, she went into her American accent, which is not her. Her normal, I mean, she does that all the time because of the movie she's in, but she's actually Australian, so it's interesting. But, um, but yeah, like, um, as the series went on, it seemed like she was more consistent, but like the first episode, it was like she was dropping in and out, and it, it still worked, you know, overall, it still worked because her performance was really good, otherwise, yeah. like, she just, but it, it, if it's really bad, like, if an actor like really drops out, it can like take you out of the, the scene for a minute. Oh, yeah, absolutely, like. like but no, I thought he I thought he did a really good job. Um, so your note was you wondered if the girl, like when he first comes in to work at the museum and talks to that girl, you wondered if she was a hallucination. Yeah, from uh, refreshing myself on Moon Knight, uh, I watched some YouTube videos earlier today just about the history of comic, nothing about the show. I didn't want to spoil the show. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, some of the comics... Um, well, like I said earlier, uh, it's my understanding that different writers of the comics, uh, some of them will say, yeah, definitely. Oh, well, I, I remember, I looked it up, the name of the deity that Moon Knight's an avatar Tar 4 is Khonshu. Khonshu. Which is probably a fake Egyptian deity, but anyway. So, um, 
Yeah, I'm finding out this isn't necessarily a comprehensive list, but there's, oh, I guess it's all the ones the writers of this book thought were important. My thoughts have been derailed. The little girl. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was going something somewhere else with this thought. I'm, I forget, but the little girl. Uh, she just talks about him getting rejected by the field of reeds or something. Yeah, and she says something that is like she probably wouldn't have known that. She's like, like, did you get rejected by the field of reeds or something? Yeah. Well, I think she was like, well, must have sucked how you got rejected by the field of reeds. And and so Steve was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I'm not dead. But to me, it seemed like, and, and like he left and the girl wasn't in the background anymore. So, but it could just be that she's short. <laughs> yeah. You know, so the camera just didn't catch her. But I was actually wondering if this was a hallucination. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the writers. That's what I was talking about. Some writers show that this stuff is real. Other writers just make it look like he's just crazy. Um, the show is definitely showing that this is real. Yeah, because Arthur actually comes and finds exactly. Stephen. Or, uh, unless... Unless Steven's just hallucinating the tattoo, I'm pretty sure that thing is actually moving. So, so obviously in the show here, the uh, supernatural aspects are real. He's not just insane. Um, that's an insensitive word. My apologies. I don't really know a lot. You were saying earlier, talking about the reality of it. I don't. I don't know a lot about the reality of it. So I apologize for that. But anyway. Uh, so I was wondering if the girl was an hallucination or maybe something, you know, something. Steve, Steve, Steven reacts saying that he, that doesn't make sense because he's not dead, but the origin of Moon Knight is that he actually did die. Or Mark, more correctly, Mark died. And Khonshu brought Mark back. Come to think of it, this is kind of like Spawn for some reason. Uh, I've never read or watched that One of these days Well he died but was brought back But uh Same concept Different Way different delivery So I found a little blurb on That's connected to what we've been talking about So this is a A little section in the book on Underworlds In the ancient Near Eastern mythology And this is the weighing of the soul. So there's a picture here of um, probably from a wall of a pyramid or something like of of the soul being weighed. It says the weighing of the soul was a decisive moment in the Egyptian journey to the underworld. The deceased was brought by Anubis before a panel of judges and his heart where thought and memory resided was weighed on the scales. It had to balance exactly with the goddess of truth, Ma'at. If it failed, the spirit was destroyed. The terrible Amut with the head of a crocodile oh, oh, and the name of a lion. That's another spelling for Amut. Um, uh, so that's it. So Amut. Maybe they're just pronouncing it differently than I would think. Like I want I want to say Amut, but maybe it's Amut. Well, both are correct names for the deity, apparently. Amut with the head of a crocodile and the mane of a lion crouched by the scales waiting to eat the condemned the ibis headed god Thoth declared the result 
It's a really small picture. Oh, there, there she is. Oh yeah, that does look a little bit like the thing that was chasing him, but not, not quite. It's like that little. It's really the, small, but the it's tiny that, picture. That little like crocodile-headed, almost looks like a dog, underneath the scale there. The one that's crouching. Yeah, that's like Ah. Uh, yeah. Amit, she's waiting to eat anyone who gets condemned. So I guess that's what happened with the, uh, like when Arthur's character, like when, when he was like a channel for the judgment of that woman, the older woman, and then I'm assuming it's Amit who then took, took her life. Yeah. Sucked the life out of her or whatever. Took her heart. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. And she like, <sighs> yeah, that's kind of intense. <laughs> um... So yeah, I'm curious about the Aeneid thing. I, I didn't see anything in here. I looked in the glossary. I didn't see anything about Aeneid. But like the, like the, sort of like the, I wonder if that, I bet that's the panel of judges that I just read about. Like, like the important, he said there was nine of them, nine gods um, were the Aeneid. I bet that's what it is. Like the panel of judges who would judge the souls maybe. Yeah, I was wondering if that had any importance or if it just was Showing us Stephen's personality. Well, I know that the Neid, like, I mean, that's possible too. Like, um, he was reading a little passage on it. Like, I just caught the headline next to the word Neid. It said, Rift between God and man. Like, yeah. So, like, so if I didn't have any actual importance uh, past the Stephen character, maybe it was just to show us the Stephen character is well learned on Egyptian mythology. Well, it did say in the description there that, like the way they described it, like that uh, the Moon Knight or Mark and Stephen, yeah, inhabiting the same body are both investigating Egyptian gods and stuff like. Uh, so, like maybe that's part of what they're going to do with the the Mark slash Moon Knight character. Where he's like trying to track things down and learn secrets or something, maybe. I look forward to uh, future episodes. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it too. It, it should be really good. And uh, I don't know if now is a good time or not, but I was going to say I look forward to what they do with this uh, character in series because uh, according to the comics, he, he goes back and forth between either fight, fighting common criminals like Batman or fighting supernatural threats. Uh, I think it's more common that he fights these supernatural threats. And, you know, there's rumblings that Blade's coming, uh, played uh -huh. by the actor from the Luke Cage series who played a different character. But... Uh, hmm. I heard it's Mahershala Ali is what I heard. That's the rumor I, I heard. I think that's... I, I don't know the guy's name. That's probably the guy I'm talking about. He wasn't... Well, now I did not see the whole Luke Cage series. He was not the main actor. Um, I don't know that guy's Well, there was actually. a villain was that died villain? in uh, probably season one that was supposed to be the same actor that's being brought on as uh, Blade. But, but what well, that I might was, be him then, possibly. You know, in the in the, uh, the Loki TV show talked about vampires, you know. So the, you know, there are some name drop the word and droppings oh, yeah. and whatnot so i'm just then, thinking like the end of the eternals like you have the yeah wouldn't there vampires the, what, or something like the, that too they mentioned. well like 
it was like at the very end, like the voice that you hear off camera is supposed to be Blade. Right. And then the right. other guy, what, I forget the name of the other the character. The Black Knight? The Black Knight, yeah. yeah. So he has the black sword and all that. Like, Yeah, that was a really weird way to introduce a superhero. Like yeah. He was, he was basically just a background character. Yeah, a lot of people, I heard some people talk about like they wish he would have been a bigger part of the the movie. Yeah. Like, because he was like the point of view character. He was like the, for yeah. the audience's representative kind of thing. So DC has something called Justice League Dark. And yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I've seen a couple of the animated movies. Yeah, think, that using that as an, as an example, wondering if the MCU is going to be going towards a team of uh, supernatural characters uh i mean you know because it makes sense to bunch those guys together i guess you know they Mm -hmm. have similar similar villains that are supernatural themed but that's just an idea just wondering if we're gonna go that direction in the mcu right now i mean obviously that's not the only direction there are tons of um the first 10 or so years was just the avengers but just the Avengers plus Guardians of the Galaxy over here on the side, and it just feels like they're doing something different in the MCU right now. They're they're going not just one or two teams. They're doing like a ton of stuff right now. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited about. I, I think I'm. I dropped it for a little bit, but I'm like I'm gonna have to keep my Disney Plus subscription. Yeah, there's <laughs> too but, many interesting things. Plus, there's good stuff on there for my kids too. So it's like true. Um, HBO Max is probably something that I'll, that I'll like just pick up a month here or there. Like I, I am still waiting on Westworld season four to come out. Like I'm looking forward to that when that comes out. Like, and if they do some of the Batman series, I'm hearing about. Like I'll have to check those out. Yeah, it's gonna tempt like, me to get HBO Max again. I know. Like the was a Penguin. Yeah. I guess Colin Farrell. I guess is getting a series. I'm assuming it's gonna be him. Like. Um, yeah, it's uh, as far as I know, it's supposed to follow the same actor that played Penguin in the Batman. It sounds good to me. Like, yeah, like. Anyway, I think we should probably wrap it up here. We're coming up on forty minutes almost. So yeah, in general, I try to keep like my normal episodes between fifteen and thirty. It's like yeah, I don't like to keep people too long. Um, but yeah, the conversational episodes I, I do feel are different because like they keep compete people's attention like when it's just me talking you know at some point someone's gonna get bored <laughs> yeah it's more interesting when there's when there's two people but generally speaking you know but anyway so fellow nerds uh feel free to and i'll say this off in the closing as well but yeah like uh let it let me know what you thought about the first episode of moon Knight. uh feel free to leave me a voice message um, there's a link on my link tree. If you go to the anchor.fm profile, uh, there's a spot there on the public profile where you can leave me a voice message and, uh, I, I will review it first, of course, but, uh, if it, if it seems good to go, then I will include it in a future episode. Uh, also follow me on Instagram, uh, which I'll talk about here in closing, but, uh, yeah, like hit me up. Let me, let me know what you thought. Uh, so till next time.
Thank you for joining me for today's episode of the Irreverent Nerd Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at irreverent underscore nerd. That's at irreverent underscore nerd. You can also check out my YouTube channel, appropriately titled Irreverent Nerd. If you would like to send me a voice message to be included in a future episode, please go to anchor.fm forward slash irreverent nerd forward slash message and drop me a line. Stay weird, my fellow nerds. Until next time, may the force be with you. Make it so. Avengers Assemble! <laughs>